This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you know that this is not the show where we try to pump you up and get you all excited. Sometimes we really ask the tough questions. We may even put you in tough positions so that you can look in the mirror and have a moment where you can be accountable for your results. I think this is why people who live their one thing end up achieving so much. Today, we have a conversation with one of you, a woman who discovered the book, discovered Living Your One Thing, joined the community, started getting extraordinary results to the point where she actually felt like she graduated from the program, which anytime somebody leaves the community, we ask the question, did we serve them so well that they graduated or did we fail them in some way or were they just not choosing to be the type of person who would be accountable to their goals? In this case, the woman, when we talked to you, she was like, I graduated. I got so much value. It completely changed my business. What was interesting about the conversation was when the tables turned. You've heard us share the idea of the monotony of success, the idea that you get excited right off the bat, you take massive action, then things get a little boring and it's tough to continue to do the right things and then life gets in the way. Today, you're gonna discover what happens when you take the right actions and you're gonna discover what happens when life gets in a way and you're gonna get to experience what accountability looks like. With that, let's get into this conversation with Kathy Varek. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Kathy, when were you first introduced to The One Thing? So I was introduced to The One Thing over the summer, this past summer, and I heard about it through multiple places. It was like everyone was talking about it at the same time. And I think most specifically, it was I heard about it through uh, James Wedmore's podcast, um, Mind Your Business or Minding Your Business. And it it felt to me like every, everyone was saying, you know, whispering in my ear, Kathy, you have to read this book. So I, I finally picked it up. And then what happened? And then quite frankly, I did not, I, I got a few pages in, I was listening to it on Audible because I spend so much time on my car. That's how I consume content. And I, I, I got maybe five minutes in and I put it down and um, something or someone brought your course to my attention. And I ended up actually going through your course before reading the book. And you're referring to living your one thing. I'm referring to living your one thing. Exactly. Okay. 
you come into give people a little background of of what you do professionally so they can they can get to know you. Sure. So I have I, I have two businesses, like many entrepreneurs. My primary business is working with startups. I worked in-house with with uh, a number of startups in a number of different industries for a couple decades. And now I consult virtually with startups in the early phases of of launch, you know, ju- just getting a product or a service out. My other business is on a totally different topic, having nothing to do with launching a business. And it is all, it's a, it's a, it's an info product. So it's all sold online through webinar funnels um, and through group, group coaching. Got it. So you've, you've been exposed to lots of businesses, especially in the early stage. I'm sure some you've seen do fantastically well and some have amazing crashes and burns. Exactly. Yes. You, you come into living your one thing. What did you discover about yourself? I'll tell you, I discovered that I had no vision. <laughs> Me, the entrepreneur who helps helps companies go from vision to reality, I realized that my vision really was not moving past tomorrow because I was letting the minutes of the day dictate the minutes of the day. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but I was just being kind of, I was moving through life, most specifically professionally, based on what came up next, which is... I think a habit that a bad habit that you pick up if you are in the launch of a business because every day is is a fire and so maybe in the early days of my career I might have planned long term better but after you know launching a number of businesses you kind of get into the mode of dealing with what's in front of you today and that somehow bled into my own business which does not feel you know, it doesn't have that that chaotic nature that you feel, you know, that you have with the startup. But for some reason, I not until I took your course did I realize that I was still living my days based on whatever happened to come up that day, and I did not have a long term vision. And once I went through your course and started putting it together, my long term vision that is everything shifted for me. I'm all, it's almost like a religious experience for me, Jeff, the number of people that I have told about this, that you've got to do this. You've got to take the course. You've got to go through, you've got to do the goal setting for the, for the now you've got to start with a 411. And I may be throwing out way too many terms for people who are not in your program, but that's how evangelical I have been about it. Mm. I'd I'd love to dive deeper there because I know so many people who are listening to this feel every day, like they, they, Things are moving so fast. They have so much that they need to do. And they look up at the end of the day feeling like or really questioning if they even got anything done. What did it look like for you to start living your one thing so that, well, fine. What did it look like to start living your one thing? Well, let me tell you what it looked like before I started living my one thing. And what it looked like was I felt like I was doing well, during the days, I felt like I was working. I felt like I was busy. And every night I would lay down to go to bed and feel just the slightest bit of panic. Because yes, I got I got those fires put out for my clients. Or yes, I did whatever it was I thought I was going to do. But somewhere in the back of my head, I think I knew I wasn't moving forward the way I needed to move forward. So once I got into living my one thing and I did some of the exercises that specifically, the one that that really, really got me was the goal setting exercises where you look out 10 years you you say 20 i did i did 10 because 20 made me feel old <laughs> so i i looked out 10 years and then and then cuz i i i know where i want to be in 10 years i i i didn't know it and i hadn't 
thought it through to the level and specificity that you ask for, um, which I think was was beneficial. But once I did that, and then I started to do the five years, there's a bit of panic that sets in because you think, holy cow, if I'm going to be there in 10 years, there's a boatload of work that needs to be done for me to be where I need to be in five years. And then you back that one more step to, okay, then what happens next year? And it becomes crystal clear what you need to be focusing on in your life right now to get to where you want to be. The one thing just appears on the page when you go through the exercises. When you got clarity on what your priorities were for the upcoming year, what did you realize you had to start saying no to so that you could start saying yes to your one thing? Yeah, I had to start saying no to clients. My long-term goal is to move my startup consulting business into the, into a similar model as my info product. And that doesn't mean that I want to give up my clients, but I want to move from the one-to-one to the one-to-many in that asp- in that area of, of my business. And to do that, I have to stop spending so much time one-to-one. Again, I love my clients, but I need to um, start talking to them as a group um, and, and start getting and stop getting so uh, involved in in the minutia of their business. Well, I'll make this applicable to everybody who's listening. When you take your head off the pillow every day and are the type of person who takes massive action from day to day, it's very easy to be attracted by the shiny objects, the things that will bring in revenue now, the things that will increase your happiness now, the things that are instant gratification. It's it's short-term value. It's very easy to go down that road. The challenge is if you don't actually have a vision for your life, if you don't have clarity on where you want to go, it's very tough to realize when you're a few degrees off course which in any given moment doesn't seem massive. But if you think about an airplane flying across country, if an airplane is just a few degrees off and it never corrects, it ends up in a completely different state, if not a completely different continent over time. Yeah, it's a, that's a great metaphor. Exactly. You have to have clarity on where you want to go so that when those opportunities show up, you're actually clear on, is this contributing to my goals or is this contaminating my goals? Exactly. I think it's easy to kid yourself if you feel like you are doing something. It's easy to confuse act, action with forward progress. So, Ooh, that's good. Say it again. Right? It's, it's easy to confuse action with progress or movement with moving forward. Can because- we just do it one more time? Because it just felt so good. <laughs> I think I might have forgotten it already. Okay, okay. she got distracted. <laughs> right, exactly. No, but it is. I, I was mistaking action in getting involved in areas of my client's business that maybe I shouldn't have been involved in or action of saying yes to another client or another project with a client. I was mistaking that for moving forward in my business. And I wasn't. That was a la- That's a lateral move for me. And it's not going to get me where I need to be in five years or 10 years. And there is a way for me to serve these clients clients and still meet my own goals. So action needs to be action that is of service to my clients, but as well is of service to to my business. Mm, Amazing. You get clarity on where you want to be someday from now. Based on that, you have a vision for where you'd like to be five years from now to feel like you're on track for the someday. Based on that, you have clarity on what you need to accomplish in the next year to be on track for your five. How did you then 
get clarity on what you actually needed to do each week? Well, I found the uh, getting clarity on the weeks confusing. Inside Living My One Thing, you have a, a, a great form, uh, the 411. And I realized at first that I was kind of mistaking it for a, a to-do list because you know I'm, I, I love me a to-do list simply because I can cross things off. And you get that little high from crossing things off. So I was I was putting my to-do list on there. And it wasn't until I was on one of the live weekly check-ins inside Living Your One Thing that I saw you review, I think you reviewed your 411 and then you reviewed someone who was on the call. And I realized the difference between a, between a task list and truly figuring out what is the one thing that I needed to focus on to accomplish the monthly goal, the yearly goal, the five-year goal, the 10-year goal. Um, and I learned then how to protect time around it. And uh, understanding that the protecting the time around it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to spend all day on, you know, every day working on this one thing because uh, realistically you can't. You you have to work on other areas of your business and your life. But I, I started protecting that time, as you suggest, time blocking out my calendars and making sure that I was working on the one thing from whatever it was, 10 to 12 every day or two or, or whatever it had on my calendar. And I stopped trying to time block. I'm not certain if this is how you explain it or if this is how it just ended up working for me, but I just time block the one thing. And I think I might call it, I think in in my uh, on my calendar, it says the big rock. Because you nice. probably, you know, you, yeah, so but I don't then line item out. I'm going to spend 15 minutes on this and 20 minutes on that. It just means that during that time, I am not working on anything but and if you know if anything but that big rock, so I didn't get so specific as to say I'm going to do you know let's say let's say I need to run a webinar you know I'm going to do the tech stuff from from one to two and the content from two it was just it was just the one thing, and I became incredibly productive on moving my business forward just by doing that. You kept saying over and over again, I learned how to protect time around it when you had clarity on what your biggest priorities were in order of priority by using the 411 you started time blocking that time to honor what was on your 411 what threatened your focus well one of the big things that threatened my focus was the next thing on my 411 and i remember hearing you say once um and this was a big shift for me mentally um, I think you worded it specifically. You don't you don't get the honor of working on the next thing until that thing is done, and that was a big shift for me too. Because you know, when one one thing starts getting challenging, or when you you know can't handle whatever whatever the phrase is, the monotony of success, it's easy to just jump to the next one. But you jump to the next one, and then you're scattered all over the place, and nothing really. Again, you're in the action instead of forward movement. Mm-hmm. So the what one big threat to to that time was that I'll tell you another was a a friend of mine who um who I got into the program with you who was constantly checking in with me to see if I was doing my one thing (laughs) that's not productive stop calling me (laughs) I I, I am working on my one thing go work on yours Uh, so yeah so the biggest challenge was was, uh, probably not getting distracted by the other things on on the list because I was I was pretty good about protecting that time from clients mm-hmm. and you know being strategic about it closing an email having the phone off all those things you know certain certainly helped you mentioned that once you had clarity on what your priorities were 
you time blocked so your calendar reflected your priorities, your business started to take off. My business did start and I plowed through. I ended up, I was very excited to start planning for 2018 because I didn't go through all of the planning um, until for for me until I think it was late September is when I really started getting into this. And I it felt, you know, the end of the year just felt like it was too close for me. So I wanted everything to start, my one-year goal, everything to start in January. So I did a, a short mini GPS just for the third quarter. And I was plowing through my entire third qu- quarter goals just in September. You know, I, I knocked most of them off. And then I hit the a, an unexpected roadblock. And that was the the holidays. So mm-hmm. I don't know when this episode airs, but we're kind of right in the middle of holiday fever right now. And something about just that shift in people's behaviors and attitudes and what was going on around me really threw me off my game. And it threw me off my game for, for probably three weeks. Were we not talking today, I would probably still be off my game. But I felt like I had to get everything back in order before talking, before talking to you. <laughs> well, tell me more about life getting in the way. And the reason I'm asking this is because we've, we told people from day one, living your one thing, the value of living your one thing is not when things are going well and you've got momentum and you're doing the right activities. It's when things happen. It's when life gets in the way that it's almost like an insurance plan for getting back on track. Describe what's happened that all of a sudden you're looking up three, almost three weeks, almost a month later going, Uh uh-oh, I've reverted back to my old ways. Yeah, I think it's just the slightest slip. It's I think it's like the 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 person who, you know, can't stick to eating healthy and they have just that one bite of the donut. And then once you've got that sugar, you know, the chemicals in your brain kick in and you have the whole donut and then you maybe Were you, you have that watching whole... me last night? <laughs> right. No, no exactly. joke. Serious. <laughs> I, I think when I slipped just a little bit, and I think the first slip was stopping uh time blocking. I think I was paying less attention to my calendar because there were, you know, there were fun social things coming up or 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 maybe even not fun things, but so I stopped protecting the time and then I I think that once I started doing that, I had um I call it the 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 second voice. So when you're in a company, you know, you have a a boss or somebody that you report to who's always the second voice or always kind of making sure that you are, or you're accountable to them, quite frankly. And if you run, you know, if you're the CEO, maybe it's the board of directors or whoever, you're typically accountable to someone. When you are a solopreneur, you're accountable to your clients. So I think somehow, and then, you know, just like where your focus flows, energy goes or whatever that, I think I had all of a sudden that second voice was stronger in my ear than it had been before. Before I had your voice in my head saying, protect your time. It kind of like, dark, you know, Luke, I am your father, or maybe the happier side of that. But you were you were saying, protect, protect the time, protect the time. And all of a sudden I had that second voice, which is the clients. And my attention flew, you know, went to them. I fell back into completely old habits. I stopped protecting my time. And the next thing I knew, I'd eaten the whole box of donuts. Mm. What has been the cost of reverting back to your old ways? Well, it is almost the end of the fourth quarter. And I probably will not hit the goals that I had almost finished by the first week of October. 
I mean, when I say, well, some of them, some of them I did, but, but the bigger goals, I I probably won't meet because at this point, everything is shutting down after tomorrow. So I've missed goals. A, I have that feeling when I lay down to go to sleep that yes, there was action. No, there was not progress. On my business, that is on my clients. You know, there there is, and that's great for them. But, um, but yeah, uh, missed missed goals, lack of sleep, (laughs) and frustration, anxiety. When you consider everything you just shared, missing goals, lack of sleep, increase in anxiety, what are your emotions? Well, they're they're not good. I mean, they're they're better today again because I prepared for this call and I've got it all back in alignment. But prior to, there really was that feeling of, it's a feeling of panic. It's the, it's that knot in your stomach. You don't fully enjoy really anything. And that includes, you know, family stuff. It's the time when, you know, you spend a lot of time with family. And I don't know that I, that I am 100% present because in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm stressing about the fact that, that I'm, that I'm not moving forward. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, imagining, you know, knowing what it feels like to fall behind on goal, knowing what it feels like to lose sleep, to have an increased anxiety and hearing you share the idea that you're realizing you're not actually even being present with your family. There's nothing good there. None of that. None of that's good. And, and what's amazing to me is that it is all in my I don't want to say opinion now because now it's in my experience. It is all fixed with some very simple actions. And it's just a matter of finding that discipline to continue making those actions. And the actions being filling out the 411, making sure you're clear on your on your one thing. What are the big rocks? Time blocking, making sure that you are moving forward. You can do everything else you need to do, but if the big rock isn't being pushed up that hill, then none of those other things really matter. So simple changes in, in behavior is all it takes to make all of that go away. I'm curious, Kathy. Yes. You're, you're a sharp woman. Oh, I thank you. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> You've worked with some really smart people. You've advised them. Mm-hmm. You come into this community, you finally get the clarity, you have a system, you follow the system, you have clarity on your priorities, you take action on your priorities, you make your calendar match your priorities, your business starts to get the results to the point where you actually feel like, you know what, I've graduated from the program, which we celebrate people like you. Right. And now you fast forward, not that long, and this is the reality that we are talking about. Right. Do you think you actually graduated? No, I don't. I, I mean, I know I didn't. And when I think about what is it that I need, what is it that I needed to not graduate, what is it that that would be a benefit there? I think it, it to use the term second voice. I think it's a, I think it's a better, louder second voice. I need someone else who is instead of drawing my attention to to the distractions every day, someone else, another voice that keeps drawing my attention back to my one thing. So I think it comes down to, like I've heard you talk about in the past, it comes down to accountability. In particular, when you're a solopreneur, 
Um, I think having a second voice holding you accountable is uh, can be hugely beneficial. Mm. And without the without the group, maybe I don't have that. Tell me more about because and this is my genuine curiosity because we're still in discovery about what makes living your one thing valuable for people. What were you getting that 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 helped you produce the results that you earned? I think I really do think it goes back to the vision. So when I went through living your one thing, one of the benefits of my uh, of my business and my job is that I that I can control my time to some degree, and I literally took a day, I think it might've been a day and a half. And I did nothing other than answering emergency calls. I did nothing but watch your videos. And every exercise you said to do, I stopped the recording. And this is typically, this is not, I don't do this. I mean, I'm, I typically watch things as fast as I can and say, yeah, 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 I got it and move on. But something about the way you you are describing the the reasons for goal setting and, and the outcome of goal setting. You know, the concept of goal setting isn't a new concept, but there's something about the way you structure the exercises and the way you describe uh, the benefit um, and specifically how to do it that spoke to me specifically. And so I took over a day um, sitting out on, a, anyway, wherever, over a day and went through and uh, really thought through every detail of where do I want to be? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like 10 years from now, personally, professionally, physically, relationship, whatever? I think there are six or seven, six or seven areas. And I think that made all the difference because even though, you know, you can say to some degree, I know where I want to be in 10 years, I now have a really clear actual picture of where I want to be in all areas of my life. And I think that 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 exercise is what is what made the difference for me and that exercise and that picture that I now hold in my head is what made it easier for me at the beginning at least to time block and protect that time let let me under, let me understand a little a little deeper though cuz i i'm hearing you say the value of having clarity on the front end yet yeah, that's that's what set you on the path i'm curious what kept you on the path Oh, that picture is what kept me on the path. So, no, then, well, the, the, so then, but 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 is it though? Because you still have the picture, but you haven't taken the action. That's a good point. So I think to, to very very astute. So yes, the picture is still there. Um, what what kept me going? I think also was the feeling of accomplishment. And then once that slipped, I think I might need to go back to the donut and the sugar thing. Once I lost that that high, that runner's high. So there's a better um, uh, analogy or metaphor. I never remember the difference. But if you're a runner, you get that runner's high. If you stop running for a month or two months or maybe even a week, you forget when you get out there and start running that that first mile is painful. It's just not fun. And it takes you a while to get back into the swing and start getting those endorphins again. When I fell off for whatever reason, maybe... You know, I, as 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 you and I have discussed, I I travel 365. I I I kind of live the workcation life. So I'm in the car with my computer, and 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 I am wherever I am that day. And maybe I had a long drive, um, and then then had to you know do something with friends when I first got to wherever I was going. And just those few days of losing the productivity might have been enough for me to lose the high, and then I just fell off the wagon. Considering everything that you've shared. Knowing how powerful it is to have clarity, knowing how powerful it is to follow a model where your clarity 
gets converted to priorities, which converts to calendars, which converts to action. Knowing that you have a community of people behind you that are living the same thing, and also now knowing what happens when you don't have those things, what's the most potent step you can take to get back on track? Well, assuming that I don't have to prepare for a podcast with you every day to keep me on track, I think I need, um, I, I just need to find that second voice. I need to find the, the accountability partner that's going to hold my feet to the fire. What's the one thing you can do to find that, that person or that space? Um, I actually think that I have that person. Um, I just have not, have not asked for that level of accountability. Um, the person who was calling me all the time saying, are you doing your one thing? Uh, so I do think that I that I can find that in my personal life, that would help. And then obviously joining up with someone inside the membership who is in a similar situation, who's possibly a, a, a solopreneur as well and, and has uh, similar distractions. Hmm. Okay. Are you committed to doing that? I, I am committed. I'm 100% committed. Can I be honest? Uh-oh. Yes? I don't believe you. Why? I don't believe you. I am not I am not convinced. I'm open to being convinced. I I I am so floored by that. Um I'm 100% committed. I was committed before we started on the call now, simply preparing to talk to you and getting my uh 411 back together, revisiting all the goals. Are you kidding? I'm 100% committed. And I'm 100% committed right before going into New Year's Eve where it's all about commitments. So I've got it coming at me from all angles. Can I, can I, and I'm speaking to you because I care about you, right? Uh-uh. I, and, I, and I honor and I love the fact that you came prepared for today. And I love the fact that you're, you're allowing us to have this conversation. And this 100% comes from a place of care, which is why I'm bringing the candor. If your level of commitment was as high as you say it is, would you have fallen off the wagon to begin with? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that my level of commitment was like that before. I'm saying it's like that now. Oh. Because, now I, because now I know the difference. I know what it feels like to have the runner's eye when I was running through my days, blocking my calendar, going to bed at night, feeling like, yeah, I did it. Then it slipped. And now I have that feeling again when I go to bed and it's that panic of no forward action. So no, no, I, I, I maybe, you, maybe you have to fall off the wagon to realize how good you had it, to realize mm. how good you were going. I definitely, I definitely buy into that. So here's the question. If you are really that committed, and I'm, I'm hearing the conviction once I challenged you, by the way, <laughs> is an accountability partner really the one thing that you need? Well, I don't know. Do you have a, do you have a, what, what, do you have an idea? I don't get to tell you the answer. If you know the answer, you tell the answer. Come on. That is incorrect. I help you self-discover the answer. Uh, Let me ask you this. What matters more, having an accountability partner or being the type of person who is accountable? Oh, no. I am one of those people that very, very, I don't, I don't ask for help. So the idea of asking for help, it would be a big thing. However, no, no. I mean, the answer is being an account, being a person who is accountable is, 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 I think more important, but it's possible for me. Um, I would be more motivated simply by making the goals known to a few key people around me. Mm. 
so that there's a fear of failure there because you know, Jeff, we don't fail. So, uh, and if nobody knows the goals, then you don't fail. Um, so there might be a few people in my life that I need to, or that I could lay out. This is the business goal. This is the personal goal. These are the financial goals. Okay. I love it. Who's, who's the one person that you have absolute confidence and trust that they will not just be your buddy. They will call you out the way that I have called you out here. I have a uh, first client now friend that that absolutely can pay that role, can play that role. She will certainly call me out on it. I'm happy to say names if you want names. The person that I would not want to miss goals in front of, uh, the person that I would also want to share goals with so that I can then have the opportunity to go back and say, see, I did it, is my father, who is a successful businessman, now retired. And anyway, uh, he, I, I would be embarrassed to miss my goals. He wouldn't care that I miss my goals because he loves me, but I would not want to miss the goals. So I think those two people, my uh, once was a client, now is a friend, uh, Brenda, um, and my father. I think they, they both need to know. Are you committed to seeking their guidance in them in, in that? Absolutely committed to, uh, to seeking Brenda's guidance and a little terrified to share my goals with my dad. But yes, I am. You're committed. I'm committed. How will I know when it happens? How will you know? Uh-huh. Um, well, I would be happy to email you and let you know. You mean when I ask for them mm-hmm. or when I meet goals? Uh, oh, I'll let you know. How about they let me know? <gasps> You're evil. Evil to the core. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Wow. When will this happen by? I will have them email you before the end of the year which is what a week away. Okay, so I am putting an invite on my calendar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm putting your cell phone number and your name on it. And I'm going to check my email, which I don't do, specifically to see if they have emailed me. You crack me up. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> okay. You'll get an email from my dad. That's hysterical. <laughs> why, why, do you, why do you think I'm going this far? To make sure that I follow through, I, I assume, to to make sure that that I have no choice but to take action. Um, and as I just mentioned, I have a little problem with failure, so I'm certainly not going to fail on this. You've 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 laid down the gauntlet. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Brought the thunder. You brought the you brought the thunder. He, yeah. And here's really why. It's because I care. Thank you, Jeff. I really do. Everything that we do is purpose-driven. I wake up every single day basically pinching myself that I have the opportunity to work with Gary and Jay and represent the brand. And what's even more rewarding is just to be able to share the journey with people like you and the people who are listening to this to see that you're the type of person who has enough interest to pick up the book, has enough interest to invest their time to listen to the podcast. In your case, you had enough interest to actually open up your wallet and make an investment in your future to start following the model in the system and you have enough interest to be vulnerable to say, I've failed. Mm-hmm. You're the person that we want to help. It's not about money. It's about leaving a legacy. And so if I'm going to invest now 47 minutes of my most valuable resource, my time in a conversation with you, you best believe I now have a vested interest in your success. 
Well, I love that because you have impacted me. You have impacted my business. Um, you've impacted my my future. No doubt, no doubt about it. So, I'm eternally grateful. Well, thank you. I'm multitasking now. Did Dad and Brenda email me? <laughs> Question marks. <laughs> Kathy, I want you to talk to that person who is listening to this right now, and they're going, oh my gosh, I can't believe they went there. Yes, we did. <laughs> and they, 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 they're interested in the ideas of the one thing, and they struggle to live their one thing. What should they do? Well, if you're interested in the ideas and, and you haven't gotten started yet, the, the first thing I recommend is, is getting, getting involved in the course, taking, living your, your one thing. So I don't want to sound like this is all about, you know, I don't mean for that to sound like a plug, but, you know, I, I, I've been around the block. I've been in business a long time. I know about setting goals. And I'll tell you, there's just something about the way you lay it out that changed everything for me. Do the work. Watch the videos. I mean, obviously, the one thing the book is is phenomenal. It's a bestseller for a reason. But if you're struggling to understand the concept truly of the one thing or to live the one thing, what I recommend is taking taking the course, watching the videos, and then taking it seriously enough to stop what you're doing and do the exercises as they are laid out, one by one by one, until you've worked it through. And I'll tell you, they're not easy. I didn't find them easy. To get really granular on your tenure, in my opinion, again, because I felt old, tenure goals, even just financially, just to, to try to figure out really what is that number that you're trying to hit and then back that out and see what then is that number for five. And then, okay, what do I need to do next year? And what am I not doing today that's going to get me there? Doing the exercises, looking at it methodically, laying it out. It's a business plan for your life, the way that Jeff teaches you to do. It is, it's the key, my friend. Well, thank you very much. That that means a lot. And, and for people who are interested, if you want to learn more, go to theonething.com slash membership. That's with the number one in the URL. And you can see if it's a fit for you or not. Um, it may be, it may not be. I will tell you, if you're the type of person who wants to get access to information and not be called to the table, it ain't for you. If you're the type of person who wants somebody just to tell you that you're great and you can do anything, they sank the program because we're going to hold the mirror up kind of like we did in this episode and really ask you tough questions. We're going to give you the model. We're going to give you the system and we're going to bring the accountability because we care. And that's that's how you live your one thing. Kathy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for so much for your time and sincerely thank you for allowing us to go where we went today. This is going to help people. Well, I'm glad and and you're you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It was it was an honor and 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 you've helped me, so I um I, I hope we can we can pay it forward with this. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Kathy Varek, folks. A lot of uh, good ones in this one, and I honestly did not see this conversation going in this direction. The reason we got on the phone with Kathy is because, frankly, I wanted to understand what her experience was like. We are so genuinely curious about when we put things out into the world, how people are using them, the type of results they're getting, what's helped them, frankly, what we could be doing better to serve them at a higher level. To hear how powerful getting clarity on her goals was, to 
hear what was possible for her when she had clarity on her priorities and she made sure that her calendar matched her priorities. That's inspiring for us. And and we get more value by hearing that than she gets to begin with. And we really mean that. It's, It's so much better to give than to receive. And... I'm so glad that we had this conversation because uh, because we care about you, we're going to take a stand for your greatness. We're going to fight for your possibilities, even when certain people will fight for their limitations. And that is not, Kathy's not the type of person who fights for her limitations. But do you know a person in your world who they're just fighting for mediocrity? They're fighting to keep things the way that they are because change scares them. We believe that your potential is so much higher than you even think is possible. And we will fight every single day through this podcast, through living your one thing, through any single piece of content that we deliver to get you to those possibilities, whether you believe it's possible or not. And sometimes that means having the tough conversations because we care. Kathy, thank you for being an example of what it looks like to live the book. Thank you for being an example of what it looks like to live the accountability cycle. To not puff your chest out and say, I'm perfect. I do everything perfectly. To acknowledge that by definition, when you live your one thing, you fail every day. And thank you for being the type of person who's committed to taking action moving forward. Folks, this has helped you. Please share it with somebody. Rate, review, and subscribe to this show. If you loved this one in your review, let us know what the big takeaway was. We read every single review that you leave on your podcast player of choice. Thank you for being a fan of the show. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll be with you in the next episode.